0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW report were prohibited by law. Terms and Conditions 18.
2: One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round we had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans who was on roadie and uh, mm-hmm. I was coming back on the plane and he said will you pass the salt and pepper?" and I misheard
0: him <laughs> I said what? Sergeant Pepper
2: Listen to season two of McCartney A Life in Lyrics on the iHeart Radio app Apple Podcasts
1: or wherever you get your podcasts My name is Chris Moody host of the new podcast Finding Matt Drudge
3: Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you. And Senator, we have got a lot to talk about, including later in the show. We are going to get a live uh, on the ground update uh, from Israel of what's happening in Israel right now. Something very important that I want to point out. So make sure you stick around for that. Also, before we get to that, there was a shocking uh, news story that came out, and I'm still trying to get my head around it, Senator. Terrorists that have been caught illegally crossing the border in this country were released and allowed to roam free for nearly a year because apparently we don't have time to check backgrounds of terrorists that we are allowing to go free in this country. And the Biden administration's like, oh, yeah, that happens. And, oh, by the way, there's a hell of a lot of terrorists on the terrorist watch list that are being caught now uh, every single month
4: in this country. Well, that's exactly right. I've, I've said a number of times that I believe the risks of a major terrorist attack right now are greater than they have been at any time since september 11th and and this story that broke this week is further underscores that so the story that broke was an internal federal memo that indicated that a terrorist was apprehended by the biden administration at the southern border and they released him into the country they released him into the country for a year and this individual who was a member of the somali terror group Al-Shabaab, was released shortly after being caught illegally crossing the southern border near San Ysidro, California. And that was on March 13, 2023. And the Daily Caller News Foundation published this. They have a memo from the federal government that's been released. And the terrorist Screaming screening center initially, quote, deemed him a mismatch. So in other words, they, they said, OK, this is a guy is not a terrorist after running him through the terror watch list. However on January 18, 2024, so just a few days ago the Terror screening center made a redetermination that the individual was in fact a quote confirmed member of Al-Shabaab and was involved in the use, manufacture, or transport of explosive or firearms. Two days later ICE arrested the Al-Shabaab member in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So understand, we caught a terrorist, and the Biden administration let him go. And he was in the United States for nearly a year. And and just last year, in 2023, do you know how many terror watch list suspects were caught by Border Patrol last year? Yeah, this
3: is a number that I know, but I want you to share it with everybody, because it's so shocking, and it should terrify everyone
4: listening, the fact that they're doing this in this country. One hundred and seventy two now one hundred and seventy two last year. By the way, during the Trump administration, most years, they, they, every year it was in single digits. There were numbers like One hundred and seventy-two last year. Do you know how many were apprehended in the last three months, just October to December? These
3: numbers are even more terrifying. And I say this because you're asking the question and it means that there is an uptick in terrorist activity of terrorists coming into this country. Tell everybody this
4: number. 50, 5-0. Five, zero. Five, zero in three months, and, and 50 times 4, if you have four quarters in a year, is 200. That means last year's 172, we're on a pace to be at 200. To put that in perspective, 50 terrorists on the terror watch list apprehended on the southern border during just the last three months do you know how many people on the terror watch list were apprehended in the entirety of the trump administration four years how many 30 so more people on the terror watch list were caught at our southern border in october november to december than all four years of the trump presidency that's how bad joe biden's open borders are
3: you also have to compare it so people understand how staggering these numbers are. When you have fifty in the last three months of the year that came in that were that were caught, yes. that doesn't count the number of Godaways who are on the terrorist watch list. And to be clear. The people that are being caught, the 50 that were caught, they're not walking up to Border Patrol agents like literally the millions of people that are coming into this country in total who are looking to turn themselves in to government agents because they know they're not going to be kicked out and they get to stay here. That's the other part is how many have we not caught, Senator, if we caught 50 while there's an onslaught at the border of 10,000 a day?
4: No, that is exactly right. The most terrifying number under the Biden administration is the over 2 million gotaways. Those are the people that run that we know crossed into the border, but but the Border Patrol did not apprehend. We have 9.6 million, more than 9.6 million that we know of, and the vast majority of them, 7 plus million of them, essentially turned themselves into the Border Patrol. Those are less likely, although... To be honest, the, the 172 people on the terror watch list, some of them are in that group, many of them are in the Godaways, or they were in the Godaways and they get apprehended. But the 2.2 million, they're much more likely to be criminals, to be murderers, to be rapists, to be child molesters, to be gang members, to be an MS-13, or to be terrorists. And understand, the Border Patrol has sent out written memos, direct instruction to Border Patrol agents when I've been down on the border Border Patrol agents have told me they are very, very concerned about Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists crossing the southern border and the risk of an October 7th style attack here in the United States. And Joe Biden and the Democrats are increasing our vulnerability to that every single day. Let's also put this into perspective, Senator. And if my memory serves me correctly, it was
3: 19 terrorists from al Qaeda that hijacked those four commercial airplanes. Nineteen. So 19 people is what it took for 9-11 to take place on that day in the attack. When you have 100 plus terrorists that are being caught in the last year, 170 plus, and you have 50 at the end of the year,
4: these numbers are staggering. And there have been. And warnings. how many hundreds or thousands more are in the Godaways that we do not know about that are in place in cities across America and preparing to com- commit horrific acts of terrorism.
3: Well, and that goes back to the warning that we also learned about. That's been very quiet. That we mentioned on this show. I think it was several weeks ago now uh, of a of a terrorist attack. They're concerned about that could mimic the same style of attack yes. that we
4: just witnessed yes. in Israel. No, that's that's exactly right. And, and it is at, at this point, it's just insane. It, it it is Joe Biden and congressional Democrats exposing the American people to incredible vulnerability and 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 you know i i fear for what's going to happen this year because every day our exposure gets greater and greater
3: i want to tell you about our friends over at patriot mobile if you're like me and you're just sick and tired of giving your money to woke companies uh that are fighting literally against your family and your family values and your christian faith then one way you can stop is by stop giving your money to big mobile Patriot Mobile, for more than a decade now, has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Now, you may say, well, why does that really matter? It matters because when you pay your bill and you're at Patriot Mobile, they take 5% of your bill every month and give it back to conservative causes that stand up for what you believe in. Now, not only does that matter, but what really matters is where your money's going right now. If you're with Big Mobile, you're giving big donations to Democratic causes, candidates, And big donations, many of them give to Planned Parenthood, year after year. Now, when you're with Patriot Mobile, you're sending a clear message that you support free speech, because that's where your money's going, to religious freedom, to the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, as well as supporting our military, our veterans, and our first responder heroes in this country. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which makes switching easy. You get to keep your same number you have now, keep your same phone, or upgrade. Now, when I look at my phone, it says Patriot in the top left corner. And I know that every time I use that phone, I'm making a difference for what I believe in. Make the switch. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code VERDICT and you'll get free activation as well. PatriotMobile.com slash VERDICT. That's PatriotMobile.com slash VERDICT or 972-PATRIOT. Senator, what is it going to take for this administration to wake up to these numbers? Because this is no longer a, a, a conversation or a debate about illegal immigrants under the Biden administration, which, which yes, has, has placed a, a, immense pressure on all of our federal resources. And we have now many cities that are, are whining and complaining, liberal cities. Denver, for example, is freaking out that it's going to bankrupt them with their budgets because they have so many illegal immigrants there. But this isn't about that. This is about national security. This situation is endangering our nation. It's clear that our safety is dependent on enforcing our immigration laws. Otherwise, we get these terrorists on the watch list coming into our country and we don't know where they are.
4: Look, that's exactly right. And Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and Chuck Schumer and the congressional Democrats, they want this crisis to be happening. The nine point six million who have crossed into this country, they want them to come. How do I know that? Because Biden could stop it tomorrow if he wanted to. He does not want to. He looks at every one of these as future Democrat voters. And he's willing to accept the risk of terrorism, the risk of Americans dying, in order for Democrats to get a partisan advantage. And by the way, this is not a phenomenon limited to our southern border. This Biden White House, they have a consistent pattern. It's it's a pattern, Ben, frankly, I don't understand. They give money to people who hate us Iran. and want to kill us. Joe Biden has flowed roughly $100 billion to Iran, an Ayatollah who chants death to America. He's flowed hundreds of millions of dollars to Gaza that's gone directly to Hamas. And and I'll tell you, there was a story that broke the last week that is really stunning, which is the United Nations. Look, the United Nations is, is a, a global institution with massive problems, massive corruptions, massive anti-americanism it, it it has it is in a terrible institution as bad as the UN is there's actually an institution even worse than the UN and that is a, a part of the UN that's called UNRWA now what is UNRWA? UNRWA is the United Nations relief and works agency and UNRWA is established to focus on uh, Palestinian refugees and, and the problem is UNRWA has been a, a, a pit of radicalism, of anti-Semitism, of anti-Israel hate, of, of, of extremism. And there's a story that broke this last week that is really stunning. And, and the Wall Street Journal broke it, a number of places broke it, which is at least 12 UNRWA employees were directly involved in the October 7th attack. Understand that let me let me repeat that because that's a headline that people go what holy crap. At least 12 employees who work for the United Nations for this 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 subsidiary called UNRWA were actively involved in the October 7th terrorist attack and yet you know what Joe Biden has been doing for 3 years? flowing money to UNRWA because he gives money to terrorists who hate America and hate Israel. What's even
3: more shocking is there were warnings about UNRWA that have been going on for quite some time. And I want to play this for everybody. This is not that long ago, okay? On December the 11th, so do the math here, December the 11th, what happened before December the 11th uh, of 2023 was the attack on Israel. On December the 11th of 2023, the Biden State Department spokesman, Matt Miller, was questioned about this type of, uh, of radicalism from UNRWA. And he defended UNRWA and said they were doing vitally important work for those on the ground. Listen to this carefully.
4: This is at the State Department. In light of a recent uh, Jerusalem Post report about a U.N. agency UNRWA, school teacher in Gaza holding a hostage captive in an UNRWA school, as well as uh, teachers at UNRWA schools in Gaza, praising the attacks on social media with ties, between Hamas terrorists and the agency schools. Is President Biden now willing to defund this terrorist UN organization, UNRWA, and I have a follow-up.
0: So I would just say with respect to that first report, we saw that report, we sought information from UNRWA about it. I would uh, add that to our knowledge, that report has never been verified. Um, certainly if that were the case, we would expect accountability for the individual involved. But I do want to speak on, uh, about UNRWA specifically. UNRWA is, UNRWA is providing life-saving work for Palestinians right now, under very difficult circumstances,
3: can, can we just hit pause there? We'll continue the second part, but I, I got to get your reaction, to that senator. I mean, not only is the State Department now defending terrorists, they're def- they're saying that the terrorists are doing great work.
4: Look, I, I got to say, I'm just annoyed at listening to that White House hat go Unra, like he pronounces it almost like he's he he's singing like a love poem unra they do life-saving work look the report that has just come out is that 10 percent of UNRWA's staff it's gaza staff have ties to hamas and islamic militant groups 10 percent so you've got the un Funding Hamas terrorists, and mind you, these are people who participated in October 7th, and you know where UNRWA gets their money? From Joe Biden. Donald Trump cut off the money for UNRWA. By the way, I've advocated, cut UNRWA off. They're a pit of anti-Semitism, anti-Americanism, anti-Israel hatred, terrorism. What did Joe Biden do when he came in back into office? He, he said, all right, let's give money to the people who hate us, and I, I will say... Biden, in, in the face of this shocking report, was forced to temporarily pause funding for UNRWA temporarily, by the way, but 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 listen, let's go back to
3: December. I want to finish this yes. so that people can hear how much they were defending the terrorists and their great work that they
0: were doing on the ground. I'm going to back up about 10 seconds so you hear the context. Listen. To our knowledge, that report has never been verified. Um, certainly, if that were the case, we would expect accountability for the individual involved. But I do want to speak on, uh, about UNRWA specifically. UNRWA is, UNRWA is providing life-saving work for Palestinians right now, under very difficult circumstances, uh, we've seen. I think it's more than a hundred UNRWA staff killed during this conflict, um, while they are out trying to get food and water and medicine to the Palestinian people. The work that they are doing uh, is essential; it is saving lives. Uh, the United States continues to be the largest donor to of humanitarian access to the Palestinian people. Um, uh, uh, we continue to support UNRWA for the work that it's doing, and we'll continue to do it because they are, I will say, as I, as I said a moment ago, um, actually they're on the front lines. UNRWA staff putting their lives at risk to get food, water, medicine to children, to babies, to civilians, so we absolutely support the work that they're doing.
4: Well, one of the things that the White House there said that was accurate is UNRWA's on the front lines. Yes, you're right. They're on the front lines with Hamas. Engaged in terrorism, and it is stunning that the Biden administration was was happy to fund them. This was known for a long time that they spread anti-Semitism, that they were vicious, that they hire Hamas sympathizers, and yet this Biden White House is willing to give them money. Right now, the report is so stunning they paused it. But let's be absolutely clear: this Biden White House wants to resume funding to UNRWA. As as soon as a little bit of time passes and they could say, oh, we got rid of a few bad apples, let's keep giving them money.
3: Inflation is heavily eroding your purchasing power. We talk about the economy a lot and putting your savings, your retirement accounts and your future legacy at real risk. You may not realize, but UBS just came out with a prediction. Gold prices will rise 10 percent in 2024 amid the Fed policy changes. So with more taxes, the continuous threat now of war, a national debt exceeding $34 trillion, and the push for central bank digital currencies, our financial freedom is at stake. If you have $50,000 or more in retirement savings, you may be at risk. In times of economic uncertainty, securing your family's financial future is essential. And Freedom Gold USA is here to empower you. You can call them right now, or you can visit freedomgoldusa.com. The number 1-800-655-8843. The team at Freedom Gold USA is ready to help you preserve your wealth and provide stability in uncertain times. You can actually learn how gold and silver can be added to your IRA or have it shipped directly to your home. You can safeguard your wealth with physical gold and silver and take control of your financial future today. 1-800-655-8843. Or visit freedomgoldusa.com slash verdict to also see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. That's freedomgoldusa.com slash verdict or 800-655-8843. Senator, one other question I want to ask you about this this story that comes out. I love how this administration refused to admit that this story on UNRWA was real because it was reported in the Jerusalem Post, and they immediately discredit it for like, oh, well, we don't, we don't count that as, as being a publication that we'll listen to. And you notice how he shot back so hard. He's like, well, this hasn't been verified. We now find out all these other countries are pulling out their funding from UNRWA as well because the the information is so damning, and it was damning in December. They just refused to look at it in December.
4: No, no, that's exactly right. When the United States halted funding, uh, we saw countries throughout Europe do so as well. Germany halted funding. The United Kingdom halted funding. Finland halted funding. Australia halted funding. Canada halted funding. Italy halted funding. The Netherlands and Switzerland halted funding. So so it, it was at that point unavoidable. But, But listen many of those countries particularly the european countries have long been willing to stand with the palestinians against israel and and it says something that the biden administration is not willing to lead and they will only stop giving money to people supporting terrorism when the pressure becomes unbearable
1: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office
2: tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
1: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge.
3: Senator, you and I have talked so much about what is happening in Israel, and look, there's a lot of other issues that obviously are happening in the news, other things that are happening uh, in in this administration and policies in Iran, but I do want to pause, and you and I talked about this, and go back, joining us now is a guest. Yael Eckstein is the president and the CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews doing amazing work on the ground uh, especially with those who were affected by the horrific attacks in Israel. First of all, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it and uh, and the work you're doing. You're in Israel right now.
5: Correct. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor.
4: Yeah. Welcome. We're we're very glad to have you on Verdict. And uh, t- tell us where in Israel are are we talking to you?
5: So I'm in central northern Israel, where we've had a few rockets from uh, Hamas uh, come in. I've been in the bomb shelter both with. My children, and also with different senators from America. Governor Huckabee, I was in the bomb shelter with him in Tel Aviv. And the biggest threat right now in northern Israel is actually Hezbollah, which would sure. make the war like Ham- with Hamas feel like uh, like something small. So here in northern Israel, we're very on edge that a huge, bigger war with the Hezbollah would break out, which would see around 150,000 rockets on tiny Israel.
4: Tell us, what is what is the spirit, what is the morale that people are feeling in Israel with, with obviously in the wake of October 7th and the horrors that unfolded then and, and now several months of, of, of active warfare? How, how are people doing on the ground in Israel?
5: Israel is resilient. Israel has always been resilient. We've never lost sight that since 1948 we've been in a fight for our survival, and there's no other country to go to. There are 22 Arab states with a population of 440 million uh, people living there, and there's one Jewish state with a population around 7.5 million Jews. So no one in Israel has lost sight of that, and we are all unified and resilient, and finding moments of hope and uh, uh, moments of moments of peace and comfort as well. That we're together, and that God is with us, and that we see how there are hundreds of millions of mostly Christian friends around the world who are standing with us as well. I just saw an estimate that there's around 700 million Christians around the world who are praying for Israel. So I think what's in a way most difficult for Israel right now and the people is to see how anti-Semitism is rising again, to see how once again the world is uh questioning if the Jewish people should have a right to exist, being okay with Israel and the Jewish people's annihilation. So I want to start off by saying thank you to you in a world that is lacking such moral clarity. You, since October 7th and before, have been providing such a moral compass to all of your listeners, all of your followers, which especially they so unique and sacred, and what everyone here in Israel is just uh, appreciative for.
4: Well, Yale. thank you. I, I will tell you we are proud to stand with the people of Israel. Uh, October 7th made clear to the world, to anyone paying attention, that this is a battle between civilization and barbarism. And and this is Israel standing against the face of evil. And and I'll tell you, Heidi and I, our family, we are praying for the people of Israel. The people of America, stand with you. And And as horrific as what happened on October 7th was, I believe there are at least two good things that will come of this. Number one, Israel's stated commitment to utterly eliminate Hamas, if and when that happens, and I think we've made real and meaningful progress towards that. That is a very, very good thing for Israel. That is a very, very good thing for America, because Hamas hates Israel and hates America, and they want to murder us both. And secondly, you, you referenced anti-Semitism. I, I think one of the things October 7th did is it laid bare and exposed the vicious anti-Semitism we see globally, but tragically, especially in U.S. universities. And and listen, I believe that anti-Semitism was there on October 6th. I don't think that was newly created, but what happened on October 7th exposed it, and I think shining a sun, sunlight on it is a key step to eliminating it, and, and, and so no... know that despite the viciousness you're seeing, that millions and millions of Americans and people across the world stand with the people of Israel.
5: It's incredible. It's so inspiring. I I read the words of Isaiah 5, for example, and says in the Last of days, good will be called evil, and evil will be called good. And I see how in the beginning of the war, uh, on October 8th, people were debating if Hamas beheaded babies or just peacefully burned them alive. And then it took less than one minute to spread the lie that Israel bombed the hospital, which ended up in the Hamas rocket. But there is so much hatred towards the Jewish people. There's so much anti-Semitism. But what I see, Senator Cruz, is exactly what you're saying, that this isn't 1938. Today, it's a different reality, because we have the State of Israel, which is able to protect the Jewish people, and we have millions of Christians around the world who stand with us. And that's exactly the message of the fellowship. You know, we've all learned about the righteous Gentiles during the Holocaust. We've learned about the Cory Tenboons, and Oscar Schindlers, and there's even a forest in Jerusalem that's planted outside of the Yad Vashem for the righteous Gentiles. And what I see today is if we had to plant a tree for every righteous Gentile who's standing with Israel, we'd cover an entire continent with trees. And so, what I represent on the ground here in Israel is millions of Christians who are feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, who are not political at all, but are standing with the biblical words of the Bible: Nahamu, Nahamu, me, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. By bringing food to Holocaust survivors in their bomb shelters and providing bulletproof ambulances, and and that is the difference today between 2024 and 1938, and it's significant. Well, you know, a- I a- want to a- ask a- you, Amen,
3: a- Amen, absolutely. I want to ask you and and inform the the Verdict listeners because there's so many listeners of this show that ask Senator Cruz when he's traveling, and and myself, they ask the same question: What can we do to get involved? Talk a little bit about what the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews does. The mission you mentioned, and this is something that I learned from you uh, when we got to to sit down and break bread, is that there are these, for example, the ambulances that they need, not just ambulances, but bulletproof ambulances. And these are some of the resources that you guys are helping with those on the ground that desperately need these life-saving, not just care, but also the meals and
5: everything else. Thank you so much. So the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is the largest philanthropic organization in Israel, and we represent the Christian community on the ground in the Holy Land. Um, We have three different areas that we focus on. One is Aliyah, bringing Jews from at-risk countries home to Israel, and the vision of the Bible, and that's actually continued since October 7th. Almost every day we've had People landing in Israel from Ukraine, from the Arab world, different places where they're persecuted. The second is focusing on poverty and welfare where we provide food and meals and all the basic needs to to people who are who are hungry and uh, hurting and the third is security. And so on October 7th we were already prepared on the ground. We already provided over 5,500 bomb shelters on the ground in Israel. We already distributed wow. bulletproof vests. We already distributed bulletproof ambulances. We already in Barzilai Hospital, which got four direct rocket attacks, we already protected their labor and delivery and NICU unit that's completely uh, fortified so that they were protected. And so October 7th, we were already, we were already mobilized. We already had the connections with all of the security officials, with all of the welfare officials. And what happened on October 7th was that suddenly the people who are normally there to provide aid became the victims. We had a Head of social work, a head social worker in southern Israel who was kidnapped. We were calling her to say, what do you need? How can we help? She was in Gaza. She was kidnapped by the Hamas terrorists. We had heads of cities who their children were murdered. And so the fellowship moved in on October 7th to say, until the local and national government is able to get together to care for the citizens, we're here. We're on the ground in Sterot, as there were terrorists roaming, going shelter to shelter, bringing food. As the first responders were going down south to fight the terrorists, the Fellowship was there providing thousands of bulletproof helmets and, uh, and, and, and um, flap jackets. Because, simply put, Israel wasn't prepared for October 7th. It took us by surprise. And so the fact that the Fellowship has been... There on the ground providing security for over 15 years, we were able to mobilize on October 7th, and we haven't stopped since.
3: <laughs> what are the needs right now for, for for specifically people in the U.S. that do want to get involved and want to help, and how can they get involved and help?
5: Well, one of the biggest needs right now is actually for food and basic needs for those who are evacuated, people who haven't had a business, people who haven't had jobs, many of them for over four months. We have reserve soldiers who were called up four months ago who have barely come home, who haven't been able to work, and those families, many of them were poor before October 7th. And so one of the biggest needs that we're seeing is really for the basics, to bring food to the families whose husbands are in reserve duty who were poor before the war and now are desperate. To the evacuees, to the Holocaust survivors. I was in Sterot, um, just a few, a week and a half ago. Sterot is a city on the border with Gaza that was evacuated, uh, right after October 7th, almost four months ago. And there are 500 elderly, over 80 years old, who they said, We would rather stay here and die in our homes than live again as refugees most of them are holocaust survivors and so there's no grocery stores open there's no infrastructure there and so it's the fellowship who's there providing food to these elderly in the evacuated war-torn city of sterot so right now it's the basics which means we're not looking for millions of dollars we're not looking for huge donations $25 $25 provides a food box to one of those elderly and sterile.
3: It's incredible the work that you guys are doing. Where can people find out more, specifically online?
5: So online, you could go to our website, www.iscj.org, and you get all the information there. And I'm very dedicated to showing on a day-to-day basis what the fellowship is doing. So you can follow me Yael Xteen on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and get day-to-day real-time updates on the donations are saving lives.
4: Well, Yael, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for all that you are doing and know that our prayers are with you. Our prayers are with the people of Israel and truth will prevail. Israel will stand against the face of evil and America stands
5: Man, I can't tell you how comforting those words are and how much you've put truth to action. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There you go.
3: Don't forget, we do this show traditionally. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and a weekend review on Saturdays this week. So we will see you back here on Friday morning. Don't forget, hit that subscribe, follow, or auto-download button, especially if you're on Apple. They've changed the algorithms. If you're listening on Apple, make sure you still have that check mark on the top right. To follow this show, a lot of people have been saying, hey, all of a sudden the show stopped downloading. You're going to have to check that periodically from what we understand. So make sure you do that. And The Center and I will see you back here on Friday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire,
1: huh?
3: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, mm-hmm. was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. (laughs) I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
1: or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report.